Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey everybody out there, welcome to episode 11 of the Kevin and Philip Project. We have a little bit of an uh, emergency podcast tonight, kind of like the, the Sunflower Beatdown one we did. Um, over the last 24 hours, there's there's been some changes. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Breaking alert here. Yeah, well, we were planning on doing something different for this podcast, but uh, over the, we were going to touch on the coronavirus, but over the last 24 hours, there's been a lot of changes and, and some things that have happened, and so we decided we were going to get together tonight and, and uh, spend an episode on the, on the entire coronavirus. I am drinking a Coors Light tonight so that I don't catch the coronavirus, because apparently, as we talked about in the last episode, there's a lot of people that think you can get the coronavirus from drinking Corona. Yes. We got some smart evidently, ones out there. Evidently not having enough toilet paper is going to start causing it as well. Yep. Well, we'll get into that because yeah, we're we'll full of that. shit. But, you know, like you say, in the last 24 hours, uh, President Trump came on and gave a nationwide speech, which he rarely does. So you think, well, it's it's ratcheted up the the uh, importance of what's going on with the coronavirus. And we're seeing locally um, events being canceled at the at the uh, Tony's Event Center, excuse me, Um you know, uh, less people showing up in crowds and not needing as many people, and then and then there's some other companies in town that are having meetings that only ten people can be in a room, things like that, which affects hiring. It affects, you know, it's yep. it's it's a uh, it's going to affect our economy whether we oh, like it or it's, not. It's, it's it already has, happened. It's already, yeah, it's yeah. happening. Well, I ha- I was actually we'll get into uh, the reason I was in Oklahoma this week, but I had lunch today with a customer, and after lunch we were going to go to their facility and. In the middle of lunch, he told us that they had a meeting this morning, and they are no longer allowing, moving forward, outside people to come into their building. But he said he got special approval for us today since we were already scheduled and had make, made the trip down there for that. While we were at lunch, he got a phone call from somebody higher up than who he had talked to before saying, nope, we're not letting them in. So we actually had to do some things remote today that we drove all the way to uh, BFE, Oklahoma, to uh, do you get paid mileage? No, we we were Damn. in cars, so yeah. You so. could have had a free trip to Oklahoma. Yeah. Without further going any further, Kevin has invited a special guest. I'm gonna let Kevin introduce him to you, and uh, um, we hope this brings a little legitimacy to the Kevin and Philip project. Because <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll see. We've joked for weeks about the coronavirus, but. It's you know, not quite uh, as funny. It's not as funny now as it yeah. was a few weeks back. Yeah. So, it, it, no, uh, let's go ahead, Kevin. Well, yeah. So we like like Philip said, we wanted to uh, try to help out some listeners a little bit. I know there's a lot of crazy information out there, the hysteria that's going on right now. Um, we just kind of want to help navigate that a little bit. So uh, we have a special guest, as Philip said, Doctor Sean Harrington, and he's actually not the doctor. Like if you want to read an encyclopedia, that's not the kind of doctor. He's an actual medical doctor so uh, i guess that will bring legitimacy to the the coronavirus conversation but uh, i was trying to think sean how long it's been since i've known you and i was thinking so i remember you were in the er when my daughter broke her leg okay and she would have been 
five-ish. She was in kindergarten. So she's 13 now. So it's right. probably been around a decade. So yeah, I'm, on, I'm on my 11th year there. 11th so year. 20 there. years of practicing medicine, 11th year in the, okay. in the ER. So. Yep. So yep. he's he's the are you run the ER basically? Uh, here, one of right? the co-medical yep. directors. Yep. 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 Uh, we all we all work together. We have nine physicians that are full time ER docs, and we all basically run it together. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your background, real quick. How did you uh, you know from I guess probably medical school to uh, where you ended up here in Salina? Sure. Well, I grew up in Salina, uh, southeast of Saline Grad, went to Wesleyan for undergrad, and then went to KU Med for med school. Uh, wasn't sure what I was going to do, and then. Uh, got into the family medicine residency program here in Salina and came home. So it's this has been home for a long time for me and uh, know you know feel connected to the community, not just through work but family and and at heart. So it's uh, it's I feel like I've been here forever actually. Yep. Well, to to start with and talking about the coronavirus, I'll, I'll tell the story real quick about how this became uh, just maybe a part of a segment of our next podcast to the only topic of this podcast. So uh, Tuesday, uh, we are legitimately out of toilet paper at our house. And so my wife decides, I was home for lunch at the time. She says, I'm going to run to Sam's and get some toilet paper, get some fruit and some other things we need. And she came back and I noticed that the toilet paper was not the brand that we like. So I asked her about that and she said, well, this is all that they had. This and members mark. And so I said, okay, well, that's a, that's going to be a problem. She's like, people were literally leaving with like five cases of toilet paper in their car. And it's not like one person here or there doing it. That was like, maybe had a business or something like that. Like everybody was doing this. And I'd heard about the, uh, the hand sanitizer situation and all that. And I didn't realize it had trickled down to uh, toilet paper. So that was kind of the first step. I was kind of doing some, some investigating on why people are leaving with so much toilet paper because I crap a lot, and one of those cases will last us like five months at our yep. house. So I, I don't know why somebody needs five cases. So well, We have six uh, people in our family, and I can't imagine how long it would take for us to go through five cases of toilet paper. Yep. I, I truly uh, see those people, and uh, sorry if I offend you by saying this, but those people that go out and raid the shelves are selfish to me. Well, uh, talking about there's selfish, no, there's no excuse. Hand sanitizer, <laughs> people going around buying up all the hand sanitizer and trying to sell it for fifty dollars a bottle yeah, online. Yeah. That's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. So, so fast forward. I went to Oklahoma for work, um, and if you're not familiar, I'll give you a very quick synopsis. But last night, the Oklahoma City Thunder were were playing at home in Oklahoma City against the Utah Jazz, and literally the referee was standing, walking up to the circle, spinning the ball, getting ready to toss the ball up for the opening tip of the game. And the Oklahoma City Thunder medical doctor comes sprinting out of the locker room and grabs the referee and says, hold everything up, pulls the referee aside. They all have a conversation. All the players walk off the court. And, every, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. They did kind of a weird halftime act to try to buy some time. And then the PA announcer comes on and basically says, the game's been postponed. Everybody go home. So panic starts. I was listening to some people talk today. People were running out of the arena, not knowing what was going on. So take it one step further. Dell city is, I guess, is it considered a just, suburb of Oklahoma, a suburb city? Of Oklahoma okay. city? Just, but within you can see from Dell city high school, you can see the building downtown. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. It's yeah. It's like a city in it. the middle of Oklahoma yeah. city yeah. kind of. So it's right so, by the Tinker air force. Base. Yep. Yep. So, Today, Dell City 
high school basketball boys team were on their way to Tulsa to play in state and their bus got stopped and everybody's trying to figure out what was going on. I actually listened to the, the athletic director of the high school on sports talk radio this afternoon talk about this, but one of the guys, uh, the Donovan Mitchell, I believe is his name. One of the Utah guys, he actually tested positive this morning for coronavirus. He had went Tuesday to do a workout there. I guess his trainer knows the high school coach there and said, Hey, we want to do a workout. Can we use your guys's gym? And he said, yeah, they went and worked out. A lot of the players came out, talked to him, got autographs, all that kind of stuff. Well, then this morning he tested positive for coronavirus and they were on their way to the state tournament. So they stopped the bus. Of course they all had to get tested and, and all that stuff. I, I won't go into all the details there. So, it became legitimate in Oklahoma City, which right. I think there's one. There was one case maybe in Kansas before this, uh, but now it's starting to get a lot closer to home. Right. We had one case in Kansas up until a couple of days ago. Now I believe there's four in Kansas City, and we're we're doing testing now statewide. So it's that number is going to increase in the next few days yep. to weeks. So, yep. I mean, it's just it it's here. Yep. What can you do? Yep. So that's why we decided the let's amount do of this. testing uh, is easily easy to test I mean, uh, a few weeks ago i remember uh, pr- president uh, trump saying it's beautiful we've got beautiful testing right but right is it that simple uh, the testing actually is really simple. The testing is the exact same testing we do for influenza or other respiratory viruses such as rhinovirus or RSV. We basically stick a thin little swab up into the back of your nose, almost touch your brain, and swab it and yep. wiggle it around, and then we send it off. Actually, for coronavirus. Like when y'all do that. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. <laughs> uh, thankfully, the nurses do that. Yeah. The doctors do not, so... Uh, but that, yeah, that gets uh, sent then to uh, KDHE, which is in Topeka, the state health department, um, and they'll do the testing there. Uh, right now, we have to call the state to get permission to send the test in on a patient if they meet certain criteria. Uh, but I anticipate other states uh, started doing that, but then at some point, eventually, they were able to just test patients that they thought uh, were, were possibly positive. So, so Sean, can you tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, some of the symptoms that, that people need to be concerned about and see, sure. um, and just kind of maybe give us a, just a, we're not medical people, obviously, but give us kind of a high level of what exactly this is. Okay. You know, coronaviruses, um, it's a family of viruses that actually have been around for a long time. We've known about them. Um, and they tend to cause respiratory illnesses. If you remember SARS infection from a few years ago and MERS, MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, uh, there, there have been other coronavirus infections in the past. And, and basically, you, you know, I hear a lot of people say, well, it's basically influenza. And, you know, in a way, you're, you're kind of right. It's a viral infection that causes a respiratory illness. Um, but in a way, it's also different and it's um we we don't have a vaccine for it we don't have an innate immunity against it because we've been exposed to it for years um and we don't really have a an effective approved treatment for it so the the symptoms of coronavirus uh tend to be fever and cough are the two main ones uh that are that really that is that 
for me as a physician is going to separate this from somebody who I think may have influenza. If somebody's got a headache, body ache, cough, fever, sore throat, and I had some vomiting and diarrhea, you know, my I may still have a suspicion for them to have coronavirus if they maybe just got back from China and they had all that. But really the two symptoms that are key for us with coronavirus is fever and cough and then eventually that leads into shortness of breath and respiratory disease. And what people are dying from is uh, an acute respiratory distress syndrome where they get basically, you know, an inflammatory reaction and infection in their lower lungs. And then they're, you know, basically get this inflammatory response and their lungs just fill up and they can't breathe. Okay. Is that, is that helpful? Yep. No, absolutely. <laughs> no, that is. So, um, you know, I guess, uh, my wife and I were talking about this a few minutes ago before we knew we were going to record this. And one of the questions I have, and part of this is because of uh, there's so much information right now coming from so many different sources that aren't, that's not the same. We were talking about this and I guess my next question would be, are you, are you seeing, are you guys kind of be, I guess, overwhelmed maybe at, at the, at the ER a little bit, but, but I guess taking that another step further, to your point, if I have those symptoms, I don't really know what to do right now except to go to the ER. So if somebody's displaying those symptoms, I guess, what's the best course of action for them from that point? A great question, and that's what we've been anticipating for the past uh, week or so um, is, you know, the the concern that there could be a mass panic uh, in the community, and if somebody isn't feeling good, they're going to rush to the ER right. to say, "I got coronavirus <laughs> yeah. and save me." But you know, we the reality is, uh, you know, our our community's a, a a good community, and 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 I think people are I think a lot of people are self educating on this. I mean, it, you can't. I mean, if I, I can't imagine what kind of rock you live under right now if you don't know that coronavirus is out there and it's a problem in in the world and and maybe coming close to our community so and i think most people are aware that um you know maybe they need to either call or get a hold of somebody and and really i think the clinics and the urgent care clinics and the er what we're asking people to do is to call ahead and just say hey i mean if you've you know if you just got back from spring break and you were in Italy for some reason, or, you know, I mean, Italy's been known for a few weeks now, but the people I'm concerned about would be maybe the people who went to Paris and didn't think that was going to be a concerning area. And, or maybe they went to Mexico for spring break and they flew back through O'Hare. And so, you know, we, it has now gotten to the point where it's not just China, Iran, Italy, and South Korea, it's everywhere. I mean, it's here, it's within miles of us. So your chance of being exposed is potentially there. Maybe low right now, but we don't know what the next few weeks is going to bring. All right, that that leads me to one question. I've got a a, a child in Mexico right now, and uh, spring break is this week at USD 305, and, uh, and I know multiple people and I don't know exactly where everybody goes but I know there are people that I'm friends with that are on cruises right now there are uh, people who are flying uh, into Phoenix airport Um, matter of fact I just went through Mesa Phoenix last weekend 
Um, and I was in Chicago O'Hare, so don't, you don't keep saying these things. So in the, in the last two weeks. So um, I've been around a few places just in the last few weeks. But, uh, and this is just a rumor. I haven't really, don't know if this is true or not. This is coming out of kids' mouths. There's some kids saying, oh, there's a petition going around to close school here in Salina. So just my question would be, with uh, spring break being this week and with multiple kids having been traveling, and I, I know personally many that are traveling, would you see it as a prudent thing to close the school for an extra week, extend spring break? Um, does that make any sense at all to do any, something like that? Um, you know, I, I think from a public health standpoint, I think the school district, all school districts, not just Salina School District, but probably every school district needs to at least be having those conversations right now. Do I say USD 305 shuts down for a week or, you know, goes to basically does what most of the major universities in the state have done and right. extend an extra week and go to online classes only? I'm not saying that, but I'm also not, not saying that either. I mean, you know, the only way to contain this is to stop spreading it. Right. And the only way to stop spreading it is to stop traveling or going around other people. And so the worst case scenario is that everybody does, you cancel everything. You cancel school, you cancel church, you cancel everything, but the non-essential stuff that needs the community to function, you know, people that keep the power going and the water clean and the hospitals, but everything else should shut down. Now, that's the dramatic, okay, that's a true, you know, I think a state of emergency quarantine, but where do you draw the line? But some there? are doing that around the country yeah. right now, right? I mean, uh, Ohio, the governor of Ohio is not, I don't know what all he's, he's limited. California, I think, is the one that might have started. San Francisco. Getting rid is, of is the it, tournaments. Didn't the Kansas NCAA? City go in state of emergency and they're closing schools? I, I heard today the Big 12 commissioner said the word state of emergency, and that's the first time I've actually heard that from Kansas City. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, kind of what that means. But I know that when he said that, that caused a stir because a lot of the media in the room at that point had not heard that statement Word, before. Well, right, Trump, right now on KMBC News from 54 minutes ago, state of emergency issued for Kansas City, Missouri by the mayor of Kansas City. Okay. So, so I, well, can, I can tell okay, you Oklahoma I, City has shut down. I mean, when, when I was shut down, I was but leaving, I, I read Daily Oklahoma just, just an hour ago and Governor Stitt had came out and said he does not see any reason why they should close schools but he's not going to tell people that they can't so uh, people yeah. are making their own choices uh, dell city for the one you're talking yeah. about has closed for I, just for tomorrow for friday I, well they I have don't spring know if it's break next oh, yeah, and then week spring breaks next right. week so because i know oklahoma city public schools is also closed tomorrow and then because they have spring, of spring break, break next, week. next week so yeah so and when, paul mentioned obviously that arkansas, Central arkansas schools and, has yep. closed down the same and it's you know, this is a really tough time for people that are the decision makers. I mean, you look at the, um, you know, the uh, the people who are um, the. Um, well, even the president himself, well, it's yeah, a tough call yeah. for him to make. Right, right. Things. But if you're if you're the uh, superintendent, superintendent of, of the school district, yeah. if you're the president of a university, if you're the president of a company that employs multi, you know thousands of people, I mean, <clears throat> this is that weird time where 
you don't want to be the first. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be the one to to kind of, I mean, be the first to do it. And then this blows over. Right. And then everybody's like, well, you know, what were you thinking? But at the same time, I think as a, you know, really, and you guys would probably agree, the last 24 to 48 hours has kind of, I think, blown it up for yep. most of us to say, oh, okay, we need to take this seriously because yeah. something's really going on and maybe we just need to be prepared that. Well, they- it's, I'm, I'm scared of, and I'm not a panic person, and I'm not scared of lions, but I'm not going to crawl in a lion's den with him. So <laughs> it's the same thing. I think you, right. you can tell yourself, I'm not really scared of it, but maybe uh, maybe we should shut down big groups of people together. And, right. And uh, and old people should not go on cruises, no matter how cheap it is right now. Do not <laughs> it go is on gonna cruises. Be cheap. I don't think anybody should go on cruises. Well, that's right what that's now. was I mean, my that's... fear of the kids on spring break. There's no telling how many kids in the state of Kansas went on a cruise in the last. Angie, day. if yeah. you're listening, there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, that you can probably get a cruise cheap right now, but book it for about August. You know, it's tough. We've got a trip planned to Nashville, which I know you love the town. You've talked yep. about it. It's one of our favorite towns. We were supposed to go see Zach Brown Band play the, you know, the third weekend of April. Well, they canceled their their tour, and now we're all debating, well, do we just still go and have fun? And we've already paid for it. But, you know, as this gets closer, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen the right. third week of April. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen the next three days. And so, but in the back of our mind, we're like, okay, we just this have to be prepare that we're not going to go. My brother-in-law, um, when he got off of his last cruise, he was able to, uh, you know, if you book as soon as you get off, they'll book it for you like half price. Yep. So he booked one for, I think, next week or the week following. But his uh, girlfriend works at a bank in Oklahoma, and she, they said, uh, if you go on the cruise, you cannot come back to work for two weeks after the cruise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, of course... She can't afford to go two weeks without a paycheck. I was say, so, is that paid? So that so they they have called the cruise line and seen if they can extend it out to some other time. And I'm sure that right now the cruise industry is getting killed. Now to say that, and like I said, we flew to uh, Chicago a couple weeks ago and then on to Nashville. The planes were completely packed from Nashville back to Chicago. There was not an open seat when we just went last weekend to the Phoenix Mesa Airport in in a. The Allegiant flight out of Wichita, which seats 200 people maybe, completely packed. So I didn't see any fear really among people traveling out to spring training. And they say the spring right. training games are full. Maybe that changed. Maybe I could go down next week and see, and it might be half full. They've, they've canceled them. Yeah, they're yeah. not full anymore. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just right. the flights right. themselves. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get you. The, yeah. the flights. No, I, right. yeah, but I think you're going to see a change. I think you're going to see the next – couple weeks uh, you know there's still a lot of people out there that that i mean you got to travel for work or you've got these trips planned and booked and you've paid for them and you i mean it's just we're still human yeah. <laughs> i mean i think you're still going to want to do the things you need to well do, the but. the uh the company large companies that have places in multiple areas like say a schwann's for instance which is in minnesota and salina and then multiple other places around the country companies like them are not allowing interplant visits you know you can't leave Salina and go to another plant they don't want to yeah which you imagine if I know that that's going on in Salina Kansas it's going on all over the United States well that stops a lot of travel right there because half of us on the plane are just going on leisure trips but there's a lot of business people on those trips as well Well, and and as our listeners that, that listen to us regularly know I'm in the IT business and so we do a lot of trade shows conferences that sort of thing uh 
So a lot of the vendors I work with, HPE, Dell being two of those, they've basically limited or said no more travel for their reps at this point. Um, so there's, there's those, and then they all have, so kind of April, May, June is our busy time for the shows that they, the big national shows that they put on for customers and, and training type stuff for us. Uh, a lot of those are out in Vegas and stuff, but they've pretty much started dropping those. I mean, it's, 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 it's started already. So it's, it's going to continue yeah. on for months. And, and yeah. I have another really serious question for Sean. Do you think that we should quit drinking Corona beer? Is there any <laughs> any link here? <laughs> I'm just going to – I wasn't going to bring this up, but you did tease me with some Corona beer Well, about – you. I mean – I did, and I told – There is a pause button on this thing. You know? yeah. We're not live. I, did, I told Philip I went out there, and I ran out of Corona. <laughs> I went out there. I, I My text to Sean was, I have plenty of Corona. Yeah. And I went to my refrigerator. I had zero. Man, I don't know what happened to that. I, I'm yeah, hey, that, honestly, that on, per- on, a, on a personal level, though, um, you know, kids, kids that have um, had, like my son, for instance, had, had open heart surgery and has a heart valve. Is there any more chance of something happening to someone like him, or is it completely respiratory? Um, and maybe that's kind of wide open. I mean, I can understand if there's there are kids that are born with respiratory problems that probably sure. are really going to be sure. affected. Um, but somebody like him that's just a heart valve kid. Because um, we always worry about even having his teeth worked on, you right, know, you worry about right. it. You know, that's a great question. I, I think his risk is going to be higher than the average kid that does not have an artificial heart valve. But how much higher, I can't tell you. I mean... I think we know that uh, the enzyme in the lung that the coronavirus attacks uh, tends to uh, be more upregulated in several segment of patients, older patients, those with lung, lung disease, and those who smoke. And so those are what we're seeing as kind of the bigger risk factors. Um, I think anybody who has some underlying medical condition, diabetes, um, asthma, you know, something where their immune system may be slightly compromised, uh, certainly needs to be, uh, there is no reason not to be cautious at this point. Um, But I don't think that he necessarily would be at a higher risk you know, you know, he's got to, I mean, those kids, kids have a good immune system and, yeah. and that's, that's the thing going for him. And the, and the fact that he's, he's young. Um, but I, I can't say there's, you know, that his risk is is necessarily low or that it's lower, you know, as, as you know, it'd be equivalent to where if he didn't have right. the, the artificial valve, but he's just got to be careful. Well, you know how parents themselves are, are get worried and I talk about one guy on here a lot you may not know this but one of my favorite sports people of all time is Boomer Esiason gotcha. well, Boomer Esiason's son and Boomer was upset on, on his show a few mornings ago he does a morning show on uh, if you get direct TV it's uh, he does a morning show um, but his son has cystic fibrosis and uh, he's Gunner's probably 25 26 years old but Evidently, someone came to a party that had just left Italy, and he was very upset on air because he felt like his son 
has more of a chance of being yep. so some a kid with cystic fibrosis certainly uh, i mean that's a that's a known uh, genetic lung disease so that would be somebody i would be really concerned about yep. and just making sure that that they're quarantined and isolated and testing early and and you know the you not only quarantine people but you check their temperature daily and you make sure that you know if they're seeing if they're getting a fever and so you know the, that would be somebody you'd be aggressive with and if yep. they start getting sick early you get them in the hospital early Early and potentially, you know, treating, doing the best you can to treat them. And, and unfortunately, the, the ultimate treatment for the really sick people is putting them in, in the ICU and intubating them and putting them on a ventilator, which is a breathing machine, and giving them IV antiviral medication that is available right now but may soon be going on to an experimental status. So we don't know how long that's going to be available. So, Okay. Well, one of my questions, and, and this we're going to kind of get off topic on the actual medical side of this a little bit. So I personally have not experienced anything like this in my lifetime. Like I think this is outside of maybe 9-11 a little bit. This is like the craziest I've seen people. Like I... I, I Maybe I'm underestimating it a little bit, but it seems to me like people are some people are just like losing their minds over this. It's the first right. time I've seen companies act this way since 9/11. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously out 9/11 they canceled baseball for a couple of weeks or yep. however that. You know, there were some things that stopped. Um, but they re- they didn't stop for 30 days. They didn't say we're not even doing that season. I mean, there's just so many things going on. So, my question to you guys, and again, this isn't a medical thing at this point, you know, I remember H1N1. That was approximately a decade ago. Um, obviously, this is just starting, so we'll see where the numbers end up. But that affected significantly more Americans than what we're talking about right here. And I don't remember anything like this. Now, I know there's some social media and things that didn't exist back then. But do you guys think, and I'll, I don't care which one of you answers this first, but do you guys think that some of the social media and media in general has caused some of the craziness in people or made it worse than it typically would be for me it's driving the toilet paper shortage for sure <laughs> the other i mean so Charmin's behind this whole kevin thing? and all kevin and i discussed this upstairs but if i was hoarding anything i think i would hoard beans and rice and flour no no, before no I would don't hoard beans hoard, if there's uh, no tp that's yeah, a bad no, idea that's true <laughs> But I, I think social media may be driving that because I see things about the toilet paper all the time. And uh, But as far as the illness itself, Sean, what do you think social about social media driving some of this? Well, sure. I mean, uh, what social media has done is we are all now the media. I mean, you can point to the newspapers and the, the TV talk shows and the radio and the people we traditionally consider the media, but the reality is you know, Kevin Yonasek is now the media and you guys are the media and, and everybody who's got a computer and a microphone can become the media. And so, you know, it's, it's really more of a reflection of us as a society and, and as people, I think, and that's how I see it. But, and I think for the good, I think the, I really think that because of the attention, even though a lot of it's been funny, like the toilet paper issue and uh, maybe people are seeing this as it may be overblown. The reality is I don't, if it wasn't for the social media and for the outlets that we have now, we may not be aware of what's going on as quickly as we knew what was going on. 
Yeah, it, I just there was a couple of things that I saw over the course of this week. Uh, one of them was um, there were rumors on social media that snorting cocaine and drinking bleach can cure this. <laughs> and at first I thought nobody's actually going to believe that. But people were taking that so seriously that CBS News came out with an article on their website saying that will not cure this. Don't do that. Stop snorting cocaine and drinking, drinking bleach. bleach. Yeah. yeah. So I, I can't believe that. The other thing that I, was interesting to me was, so I have satellite radio, in both of our vehicles, and there is a channel on, on XM Sirius or Sirius XM radio that's 24-7 talk about coronavirus. So I was, at one point, this was Tuesday-ish when we had the TP issue that I told Kelly, I was like, I can't believe people actually want to listen to this. So on my way home today, from when I dropped the rental car off and was driving home, I decided to tune in for a second. And they were taking questions from callers with a doctor on there. And this guy called in, and his, his story was, uh, or his question, I guess, was, he said, my son is dating a girl who went to a work conference. And there were a couple people that were at this conference that tested positive for the coronavirus. And he pauses for a second. He said, how long before he is no longer at risk of dying? <laughs> he jumped right in. Yeah. So, <laughs> Do you know, you talk about social media, and, and maybe social media also includes movies. And uh, I don't know if you remember the movie that Dustin Hoffman was in, Outbreak, where the monkey oh, yeah. was. They made. Uh, oh, yeah. There was another movie that um, uh, the good-looking guys in. I think it might have been called The Good-Looking Guy. You know who that is. Yep. The Good-Looking Guy. Um Called no, no, I carriers. No, I uh, it was another movie where all the everybody got rabies all of a sudden, and then it spread all over the world. But I think uh, there are there's a you've never seen this movie. No, I'm not a movie. Okay, guy. who's the good looking guy that on uh, the Office? And he said, "If Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt is oh, not yeah. in the Office." No, he was talked about him. He goes, "If Brad Pitt was going <laughs> oh. to come up and kiss me, remember?" Oh, said, oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. I'm sorry. Anyway, yes. So Brad was Pitt thinking, was in a movie yeah. about that. Well, there, I think these movies sometimes drive a little bit of that fear, and then if you start thinking that, remember what happened in that movie, and uh, and there's a segment of society out there that has been dying for a pandemic. I mean, th that's why they have the their the uh, the people who bury stuff in the ground and everything, <laughs> yeah. the doomsday, the preppers, yeah. doomsdayers, and the preppers. Yeah. They've been looking for this. Oh, yeah. And so they'll drive it a little bit, I think, on social media and well, saying, I've been telling you so. Well, we I know, told you so. Like I said, we know coronavirus, even Ebola virus, all those, they've been around. Yeah. We've known about them since, what, the 50s? And, you know, and you guys probably know this. I'm, I'm surprised it hasn't come up yet. But Dean Coots wrote a book in early 80s about a virus that, that comes out of Wuhan, China. Yep, I saw Wuhan that. Wuhan 400, and it almost predicts the coronavirus. And, it, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I mean, we've known this, and you, you get these great writers and, and people who, uh, Michael Crichton was one who, he was a medical doctor, went to Harvard Medical School, and then he starts writing books like, you know, Coma and Jurassic Park, and yeah. uh, was it, did he write The Contagion? Maybe I, I don't but, know but, that one. You know, they've been predicting some of this for decades. Yep. We've just all gotten lucky, yep. I think. I mean, the Ebola scare from a couple years ago was a legitimate scare. And from those of us on the healthcare side, we were really sweating on that one, thinking, oh my gosh, what if this hits our community? We got lucky. It didn't. 
It just hit a couple of small pockets, and then it kind of went away. Is that away. because they were able to contain it quickly yes, and knew yes. to just keep it? Because I remember I they were flying so. a helicopter over the guy in Atlanta. But, but it's still there. First, yeah. It still exists. It hasn't gone away. Well, it's not like smallpox where there's a small vial in Atlanta and and one in Russia, uh, crazy enough. You know, smallpox has been eradicated except for these two vials that exist in the U.S. and Russia. Huh. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, these these viruses exist, and this may just be the first one to hit of a you know string of them. Who knows? We so don't you know say that. the coronavirus has been around a long time, and we, we were teasing just a few weeks ago when we were just still kind of laughing about this and didn't take it as serious as maybe what it's got to. But we pulled out a Lysol can, and it says on the back of the Lysol can that it will, you know, of the hundred things that it will kill, germs it will kill, one of them is the human coronavirus. It says right. it right on the back of right. the bottle that we, was printed in 2018. I did not know that either. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so this must be a different. Yeah, there's very there's variant strains. Yeah. Uh, just like influenza, H1N1 was one of the strains. Um, and every year when you get a flu shot, they give you uh, three or four of the strains that they predict they think are going to be active that year. They missed the mark this year. I think some of the vaccines were less than 50% effective, but still the good news is we saw a vaccine that was 50 per, at least 50% effective. Uh, it wasn't ideal, but you just all were, they're trying to basically do like the weatherman and predict, okay, what's going to rise up. We know how bad that is. <laughs> yes. Hey, this is just out of pure ignorance, but as, as a cop, if I was a cop and I was pulling over bad guys all night long, the chances of me getting being affected by a uh, by a bad guy is a lot worse than me sitting here. Well, chances are they're now, smoke, snorting coke now anyway. Now, you so as good. a doctor, does is, is there ever fear amongst just doctors themselves of I could catch this? Sure. I mean, I'm more sure you're more susceptible to catch it. I would think if I was just sitting at home by myself and not having the kind of job you're at, I wonder if there's ever fear among doctors, nurses, the healthcare people of the world. You know, it's you just you know that's a risk of the job, and, and yeah, sure, there's there's concern. You know, I'm not sure if fear is the right term. It's it's you're cautious, you're aware, and and you and right now, I think all of us have a heightened sense of awareness, whether you're a doctor or whether you're a nurse or whether you're you know on the food service or cleaning staff at the hospital. I mean, everybody's concerned because we have no where are people going to go when they're sick right. and they need help? They're going to. Right. They're 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 coming to us, and that's we we acknowledge that we accept that we welcome that. That's what we do, and yet you know there's inherent risk with that, just like being a police officer. Yeah, so. yeah. Yep. There, there's a, one other thing, and we we talk about every week. Kevin and I get into this uh, crazy story of the week, and this goes off subject just a little bit, and it's not really my crazy story of the week, but you as a, a person who sees people in Mershrim is. I read just before I got here that in Trago County they made a bust on the interstate, and this is the headlines of the of the bust. It says enough fentanyl to kill everyone in Kansas worth two hundred million dollars found in a drug bust on I seventy. Twenty two pounds of fentanyl. Yeah, and and they say that half of all the deaths or half of the overdoses are caused by fentanyl. Right. Yep. Right. Okay, and we're hearing that an opiate is terrible. Do you see it much yourself? Do you hear it in the medical field that there's that bad of a situation even in rural Kansas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, you know, um, we are seeing it more now. Uh, we've had uh, 
probably in the last six to 12 months, we've had an increase in the number of uh, con- patients that we've had that potentially were uh, narcotic overdoses or heroin overdoses. You know, prior to that, our big issue in this community, really from a, from a public health standpoint, what we see is we see meth, we see alcoholism. Um, we occasionally had the the um, potpourri and the bath yeah. salt break outbreak, you know, from a few years ago. But that that basically got, I mean, that once they made that bust and sent that guy to to prison right. and kind of shut down the the, the what was I making never it here. That what was so the appeal of that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know. People will will put numerous things in their body if they think they're going to get a buzz. And so the, the, the problem with fentanyl is that they're making fentanyl analog, which is fentanyl-like drugs in Mexico and China, and mixing that with other drugs that people are right. smoking or snorting or, or injecting into themselves, and they don't know it. The problem with narcotics is that if you overdose on narcotics, you quit breathing. If you overdose on pot, you pass out and wake up with the munchies right yeah, yep so i don't know i don't know <laughs> kevin well i, got, I teed that up for you <laughs> i got some serious questions we need to get to but before we do that do you have any other like medical well, one, questions one, yeah one thing is the headlines accurate Fent, enough fentanyl and it says in the, in the headlines it says 22 pounds enough to kill everyone does that mean if you sniffed it uh, very little bit would. Ki- I mean, I, the headlines was what alarming to me right, is I thought right. if it's going to kill everybody in Kansas, I'd be more scared of that than I would the coronavirus. So most medications are in milligrams. Like if you take a blood pressure medicine, lisinopril, it's yep. in ten milligrams. Um, Lipitor is ten is it bad milligrams. Twenty? No, no, that's okay. <laughs> You're a big guy. You can take twenty. Uh, but fentanyl is in micrograms, and so one microgram is a th- is one one thousandth of a milligram right yeah so it's it you know you, you move it over and so uh it, it's it's concentrated uh higher so um you know the the it's about the concentration and the amount if they truly had what you say 22, 22 pounds, pounds i don't said. whatever i mean there's how many it the, said it could kill five million people the population yeah, there's, of there's 2.2 pounds in a kilogram so you know there's 10 that's probably 10 kilo 10 kilograms and we dose it in micrograms so when you look at that that's that's a significant you got to move the comma over a lot to do that math yeah yeah i'm not that smart yeah i'm I'm out (laughs) (laughs) i'm not helping anybody on their math homework anytime soon so all right well let's get to the serious questions as a ku fan yeah rock chalk end of the season (laughs) ku's ranked number one are we going to see a banner in allen fieldhouse next year for the national champions and this is assuming that the NCAA tournament is Doesn't completely happen, canceled. Right. Which they've said it is. So I can't see how you cannot have league playoffs, which picks a lot of the teams, right. and then still go forward with the NCAA tournament. It, and, and, you know, I'll say this. I, I saw something that was intriguing. Say 30 days from now, this kind of blows over. We're on the downhill slide. Things start to get back to normal a little bit. Can they do like a – like a 16-team tournament, just play it all in one weekend and be done with it. Some people are starting to throw some of those ideas out, but but uh, well, well, let me ask. Let me let me flip this back to you. If you were a case as as if you were you are a diehard K State fan. If 
right now they just came out and said we drew straws and K State is the national championship or wins is the national champion. And you didn't play in a tournament, you didn't earn it, you didn't fight through you know, sixty four teams down to the championship yep. game. Would you be I mean, part of you would be like Heck yeah, oh, yeah. that's my if, team. If, and then the other part of you would be like, well, how do I stick up for that, yeah, though? If we the didn't NCAA earn it. came out and said, you're a national champion because you were ranked number one at the end of the season, I absolutely would take that. But in college football, that's the way they used to do it. It is. Yeah. And that's why all of us KU Jayhawk fans yep. right now are totally okay with yep. the Jayhawks nope. being I'm just national a, champions. Yep. Nope. Well, I'm I, just hey, asking a question. 10, 12 years ago, whatever, they voted at the end of the year yep. who the national championship was in football every year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yep. why not? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And if KU's number how many one, t- How many times did OU get that? Uh, by being voted seven now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never did so. get to win one in a game but we got the seven voters well for us. so that we were joking around i was talking to a friend of mine on the way back from oklahoma and obviously k-state unless they won the big 12 tournament they were not going to be in the ncaa tournament it says did they really miss the tournament if the tournament didn't happen this year so we can continue our streak right. of tournament again next year because well, it didn't happen. You know, I'm. A, you we're feel, not going to make it. Do next year. Do you feel year. good about that? No, and we're not going to make it next year, so it's not a big deal. Well, I'm not a big Oklahoma State fan, being an OU fan, and on the back wall of Oklahoma State, if you're look, if you're sitting in the stadium and look yep. towards Iber Arena, on the bottom behind the field goes, it says 1945 National yep. Champions. Of course, this was wartime in America. They only voted on this a few years ago. Hey, hold on. And, but they put the banner up. Hold on just a second. National I have a lot of customers and friends down in Oklahoma. They're Oklahoma State fans listening to this, so don't piss them I, off too much. I got a boss that's an God. Oklahoma State fan. Don't. Oh, don't, yeah. Don't, <laughs> come on. <laughs> no, I have. I've, I heard when they put that up a few years ago, I remember hearing all of the. Yeah. All of the. How, no, the so I want to finish the story. Yeah, I want to. I, I haven't well, heard the story. Just the fact that it was voted years later, right? And they took full credit for it. No, oh, just right. seems weird to me that they even put up a, a huge yeah. banner says nineteen forty five. It's just, it doesn't. I I would not be proud of that banner, and I think many of them aren't. I bet if you was to poll them and say, "Do you really feel like you're the forty five national champions?" That's it's fairly illegitimate. I just want to say, as as a KU fan, I really wanted to see this team. Yeah go through the tournament. I mean, this was a team that I was really looking forward to see how we matched up with the rest of the team. I think it was going to be a good year for KU. I wouldn't have been shocked to see them and Baylor back in the championship game against each other. They may be two of the best teams in the country. Yeah, it it was going to be a good one. I I saw a deal today on Twitter, and I didn't do any research, so I didn't validate this statement. But I saw a statement that said, can you believe – that Doak was at KU for four years and never played one minute of a Big Twelve champion or the Big Twelve tournament. Never played one minute in that tournament in four years at KU. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. As good of a player, I mean, I obviously had injuries and and then this year and that sort of thing. But that's just crazy. He's been there that long and never played a minute in it. It, it's crazy the development of these players and what it takes. I mean, yeah. we've all seen him grow as a player. I mean, and and you knew he had the potential. But you look at like a Joel Embiid and and how often he was injured as a player, yep. too. And you think, you know, gosh, if we could have had his talent that he has now yep. back when he was playing, I mean, the teams he was on, I mean, it's crazy. And it's it's hard yeah. to stay healthy. I mean, as physical. physical as that game yeah. is now, yeah. it's hard to stay stay uh, healthy for a full season for sure. So, yeah. all right. Well, we've uh, we've just got a few minutes left here. So uh, I did prep uh, Sean on this. Uh, we're going to do uh a top ten list. He may not have ten of. Let's let's do top five. 
What's if, tough? If you Are we going to talk it. about movies? Yeah, top five movies, Philip. I'm going to just go with five? Yeah, give me, give me one. We don't have to put them in order. We're not going to put them in order because it's too tough. I bet we'll have uh, some that overlap. Well, some some that uh, you everybody has to say The Wizard of Oz, don't they? No, that's All not right. even on I'm my not, list. No, it, it didn't make my cut either. <laughs> uh, but I, I was I was telling Lisa today that we were going to talk about it, and I said, "Do you have to say Wizard of Oz if you're from Kansas?" But uh, I didn't love it as much as I nope. figured you guys. Okay, my one top five dances with wolves. Interesting. Give me another one. Um, <laughs> it, this one is probably you probably will be a little bit surprised, but I'm really high on um, serendipity. <laughs> I can watch those it about any time. I need. I didn't think Serendipity? either of those would be Serendipity. on your list. Serendipity. It's a John Cusack love <laughs> yep. story, uh, okay. and I and we probably watch it once a month. So it's a movie that I can actually sit through Whoa. and watch. Okay. Um, um, so there's two. Go ahead. Give me a couple of years. Okay. Well, one of them is is a series. They they kind of come and go a little bit. But Hangover, I, I remember the first time I watched the Absolutely. original Hangover. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's definitely in, in my top five. Um, another another one that I would say is in my top five is Dumb and Dumber. So uh, obviously you kind of see where my movies are going yeah. here. I have a I have a, a theme here, but uh, Dumb and Dumber would definitely be on my list. And oh, then uh, I'll, I'll give you one more, National Lampoon's Vacation. I can, it, these, I'm talking about movies that whenever I see these movies on TV, when I'm flipping through the guide, I can't not stop and watch it and finish that movie. So, right. Right. Why don't you give us a couple of, um, so, I mean, my wife and I ask each other this all the time and, and there are some movies out there that, that, um, I think for me classically are just the movies that I look back to. And, and for me, it, it hands down the number one movie of all time for me, the favorite movie that if they said you have no other movies to watch, but this one, I'd still have to watch the original star Wars. Cause I remember where I was at, what I was doing at seven years old watching that. And now my kids have all watched it and it's a complete, you know, I mean, to me, that's it as far as a, best movie of Do all time. Do you still watch the new ones? Do you, have you kept I up have, with that series? I have, but I'm not as... I just... I, I can't engage myself yeah. in them. Uh, but then I then I digress, and probably my next favorite movie of all time, and people who know me know this, and people who don't know me very well will probably think less of me now, but <laughs> my probably number two movie of all time is Anchorman. That's a good Because one. Will Ferrell... Yep. And, and I, that's one of the movies that I truly can quote about every... Just about every line in. Um... And then, uh, and then probably from a serious movie, really, you know, kind of the, you know, some people say Godfather, Godfather Two, and Dances with Wolves. I agree with that one, but um, Shawshank Redemption probably yeah, that's is that's on my list. It's on my list too. Yeah. Yep. I, I probably if I go a couple more, then I'll tell you my all time favorite. But a couple more, I, and it's because people say I talk like him, but I love Forrest Gump. I can stop <laughs> and watch old Forrest anytime. Uh, Forrest Gump and Field of Dreams. Okay. Oh, good. So mine, mine would be if I if I added a few more to mine. Pulp Fiction, love that movie. Yeah. That's one that most people either really like it or they don't get it at all and hate it. But I, that's one. Uh, Gladiator. I, my wife gets so pissed off at me because number one, it, on TV, it's like a four-hour movie, and uh, my wife and daughter neither one like that movie. So they get so mad when I take up the TV watching that one. And then Caddyshack. I love Caddyshack. There you go. Love it. I, I like old 
military movies, so Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List are oh. both high. They, and they they would probably be in there. We made a top ten list. Did you mean Saving Ryan's Privates? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. What uh, can I ask you guys a question? What was the first movie you remember crying at? Hit the pause Easy. button. Easy. What is it? Old Yeller. Oh, absolutely. Old. Well, I've got two, and I don't remember which one happened first. It was either Old Yeller or it was Brian's song. I've not seen Brian's song. Oh, yes, I have. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Those no. are the two I remember as a kid. Oh, I, I cried on uh, Rudy. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a good But I'm cry. not a big on crying yeah. movies because I cry too easy. I'm a, at least I can tell you. As I can we go get walk, older. I can go through movies, and I can sit there, and the kids will come in and say, what's wrong, Dad? And I'm like, I have no idea. Well, so the movies we've talked about, I mean, they're they're either movies that have been fairly recent outside of Star Wars. They're, they've been either fairly recent or um, when you watch them, if even if, like for Caddyshack, for example. I mean, that's an older movie, but I didn't watch that until I was older. So if, if you think about like kid movies, and, and I'll tell you mine, like your favorite movie when you were a kid, I had two of them, and it was Back to the Future and Karate Kid. To yeah. this day, I will still I like watch either of those movies if they're on. I, for when I was younger, and I was probably the same age as these guys, but I really liked The Breakfast Club yeah. yep. um, real well. And, and I loved uh, When Harry Met Sally. That's a good one. Man, <laughs> I, you're throwing I, me for a loop here. I, I would never not watch have that guessed. Movie well, I like some of those old love <laughs> Uh, when Harry, remember, remember whenever she's uh, she had a good time in the restaurant. We went to that <laughs> restaurant a couple times in New York City to yep. see if it happened to us. But yep. And it, you want to add any to yours? Avatar from a kid. <laughs> oh, you know, ET. Yep. I remember that was the last movie I remember watching at the old Fox Theater downtown, which yep. is now the Stiefel. Was uh, was was ET? Indiana Jones. I mean, some of those. I feel like. Our generation kind of got to see the the modern era of movie making and how it progressed through the years. Uh, still remember watching black and white TV shows and then getting to, you know, when Star Wars came out in 77, it was just, I mean, it, it, it changed the game. Yep. So it, yeah, it was the special cool. effects and all that. Yeah, yeah my, my daughter is, is amazed when I tell her when I was a kid, we used to have one of those fake wood cable boxes with the push buttons that you would yeah. have to push, oh, yeah. you know, and you had to yeah. turn the knob to go to the next row. She just could not grasp the concept of that. So I had to show <laughs> it to her to show her how I had to change channels when I was a kid. So. It's funny watching movies uh, now where they don't have cell phones and they're not texting each yeah. other. It's yeah. like, Oh, they picked yeah. I mean, they got to talk to somebody. Yeah. They got to yeah. go over and gotta, dial their number. Yeah. Did you guys ever see Adam Sandler in the serious movie called uh, rain over me? No. no. It's a, mm, Nope. Just look it up. Rain over me. All right. It's a true. And Adam Sandler, you would never think, is in a serious movie. And it's uh, he's a dentist whose kids got killed, and he saw him fly into the building at nine eleven, oh, wow. and and how he lived in the aftermath of it. And it's uh, it's pretty touching. It'll make you cry. Yep. Well, I was going to tell you, Sean. Um, if you like the Anchor Man, I don't know if you listen to a lot of podcasts, but Ron Burgundy has a podcast. And I have it's not hilarious. listened. Okay, it's All pretty right. good. So look it up. Yeah, right. just Ron, I think the, it's just called the, the real, Ron Burgundy real Ron podcast. Burgundy. Yeah, is it the real Ron Burgundy? It no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Will Ferrell. It's it's pretty funny. They're about twenty five minutes long. He interviews somebody. Everyone, uh, they're pretty good. So I just want to say lanolin, <laughs> lanolin. Is that sheep's wool? <laughs> <laughs> so well, that uh, that's gonna get get us to the end here. Before we go, last thing I want to talk about is, so we spent 45, 50 minutes or so talking about the coronavirus. What can people do today to minimize their risk, 
minimize other people's risks. What what suggestions or recommendations would you make to people from this point forward to to kind of help this end? I guess. Um, well, first off, I think the most important thing is to to not panic. Um, Too late. Okay. After you panic, then I would encourage you to, you know, certainly washing hands, uh, using hand sanitizer, avoiding touching things. Uh, really be aware of cleanliness and what you hold on to banisters, railings, <clears throat> grocery carts, things like that. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, it really unfortunately, and I'm not trying to say this because I, 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 I worry about saying this and then affecting people's businesses and livelihoods, but people need to stay home. And, and, and especially if they think they may be sick or if they're at risk of getting sick, certainly, you know, don't go out in public settings where you're going to potentially be exposed to somebody, or if you think you might be sick, stay home and don't expose everyone else. So, yep. Okay. So you're saying quit traveling. Well, yeah, if it's you, a tough if, thing. I mean, tough. I yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately that may be what we have to tell people is that you've got to quit exposing other people or getting mm -hmm. yourself exposed from other people. You're not going to. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way you can get it. So who knows? Yep. OK, well, that's all I've got, Philip. Nope. You wanna... Thanks, John, for coming on. We yeah, appreciate absolutely. thanks for having me, guys. Yep. So he's our third guest now. Second awesome. guests get a koozie. They get smarter and smarter. They and do. Smarter, don't yep. They? they they have. I don't know where we I go don't from know. here. The lady from Big Brothers Big Sister. She is pretty smart. Oh, yeah. So well, hey. So, <laughs> but we're not going to brag on Paul, are we? Follow. <laughs> he started. <laughs> he's at he's the on bottom, his way to Paul. town. So well, <laughs> I, as an update from our last podcast. So I have been matched with a little. Oh, great. So that over the last All two right. months, that has happened. He so followed through on his word. I did. And we are having lunch Saturday together to just start to get to know each other and kind of figure out have what you we want to start yet? doing. I have met him. Yep. Good. We had our, we yeah, had our, our match it. meeting. So um, we'll. Uh, How old is he? He is 11. Good. So Good yep. age. Yep. Yep. So pretty close to my daughter's age, and and we're gonna have some fun. He's very athletic. It sounds like likes to get outside and do stuff. So, so we're gonna have a good time. I'll keep everybody updated on that. But uh, the the process honestly was very simple. Um, it didn't take hardly any time at all. Um, I mean, I've probably oh, I encourage people if you've never done it, get you a little. Um, like they said last week, what? How many unmatched males in Solana? Yeah, sixty, 60 or seventy. Or more. Yep. yep. And it's it's an easy process and it'll it's rewarding. So everyone should try it. All right. Well, that that ends uh, episode eleven. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks, and we'll uh, we'll go back and do some of the things we were planning on doing on this episode that got pushed. So we're gonna have a little fun on the next. It won't be quite as serious as this one. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.